Hey everyone, this is Maria. And this is Christina. Thank you for joining us for this real life podcast. We are two good friends and next door neighbors with different lifestyles, but the same common goal to live wholesome, nutritious, and adventurous lives. Hey everyone. Thank you for tuning in with us today. I hope you caught last week's episode where we talked about my story coming to Alfred. Today, I get the pleasure to interview Maria, and we get to find out more about her. That's right. Good morning, everyone. Are you excited, Maria? I am. To share your story? <laughs> I am. It'll be fun to talk about. I think a lot of people are excited to hear the nutritionist's dirty secrets. <laughs> okay, I'll try to pull them out. First question, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> like when? In my entire life? In the past year. In the past year. <laughs> um... It's hard. I really honestly don't eat sugar. She's so good, guys. It's not a huge temptation to me. Um, I'm sure there was this last year. I know. Last March, because we're not in March yet, I had a cheesecake. at like It was a store-bought cheesecake at a friend's birthday party. And if you're this friend, you know who it is because you brought it up recently. (laughs) (laughs) And it was good. It was really yummy. But I didn't feel good afterwards. So, yeah, I haven't done it since. That's the worst. Mm -hmm. When you don't eat sugar, sugar communicates with your body that it doesn't like you. But did it taste good in the moment? Oh, yeah. tasted really good. Even though it was store-bought. Even she is human. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I had something dirty. (laughs) You're so funny. I know. All right, let's get to the real interview. Okay. (laughs) So, Maria, did you grow up in Alfred? No, I didn't. In my mind, I grew up a world away, even though it was just Howard, which is like half an hour from Alfred. I grew up in Little Howard, New York. And you were homeschooled there. I was, yeah. So did you mostly stay in the Howard area? Is that why it seems like a world away? Yeah, I never came to Alfred. Um I stayed, my community was Howard. I had, I was very involved in family life ministries and their performing arts and their drama. Were you? Yep. Were you in a lot of plays? I was, yeah. That's awesome. What yeah. was your favorite play? Um, My very first play was Narnia, and that, and that just stands out in my mind wow. as my favorite. Who were you? First. <laughs> I was like, an extra evil witch. Oh. I wasn't the witch, but I That is just... like the least likely part I would ever <laughs> cast you in. Oh, I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of drama growing up, and because of that, had tons of friends in that area. So, Did yeah. you go to the library a lot? I love the library in Howard. Yeah, we went – we had story hour when I was Aww. little. Yeah. Such a sweet town. Yeah. So um, what was family life like? Are you an only child? Nope. I have two siblings. We're really close in age. My older sister, Jessica, and my younger brother, Caleb, were both like a year and a half apart. I'm that middle child. Okay. But I loved being the middle child. We were – I was like best friends with both my sister and my brother. So awesome parents. My parents worked really hard. My mom – she stayed at home mostly to homeschool us, but she also worked part-time as a nurse. So I'm really thankful. My parents weren't perfect, but they were transparent as we grew. And so they shared with us how they were growing. And we grew together as a family. We communicated wow. a lot. Yeah, it was really good. 
really healthy. Your parents mm-hmm. are really sweet and yeah. really tender-hearted. Mm-hmm. I can see how they produce such a nice person <laughs> like you. <laughs> I, I've been really blessed. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So what was homeschooling like? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I loved being homeschooled. It definitely cultivated self-discipline in me. Mm. So my mom did homeschooling in a very flexible way. Sometimes the three of us kids did classes together. Sometimes we were working on our own curriculum individually. And it was mostly self-taught. Like my mom would tell us, these these are the chapters you need to read this next month. You know, this is the book <clears throat> report you're going to write on it. And then she would edit the report. But it was very much like I was supposed to get it done myself. So very self-disciplined. It was fun when we did – um, community projects with other homeschoolers yeah. and work together. We didn't do that a ton. And I think my mom, you know, looks back and sees we could have done it more. But I didn't miss out on socializing because of my involvement in family life events. Mm-hmm. So there was balance in that. Yeah. In some ways, like early high school, I thought I was missing out and being public schooled. But looking back, my personality – I think I would have just gotten swept up into, you know, all the pressures, the peer pressures that come with school instead of focusing on growing academically. So for me, homeschooling was really healthy in that way. So, and it also prepared me for what I didn't know was coming in college, which was a lot of um, studying online or teaching myself classes and then testing out of the classes. That's what yeah. I did for a lot That's of That's why college. I thought you were so studious when I met you. <laughs> yeah. And it's – I really mm-hmm. like – I've had to work just as hard as a lot of people, but I had the gift of being homeschooled mm-hmm. and being self-disciplined. So I could get a lot done at home instead of being distracted. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. And we'll be talking in the next few weeks about homeschooling. Yeah, that's right. Specifically, I'm going to do a mini-sode on – um, preschool homeschooling, and then you're going to interview a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that interests you guys, stay tuned for more information on that. Yeah, because there is a growing homeschool community in Alfred and then in in America as well because mm-hmm. of different political changes and things going on. So, mm-hmm. and I think it was quite the gift that my parents gave me mm-hmm. that they themselves wanted to invest into us kids that much more than sending us. To a teacher. Sometimes that is best for families, but I was really close to my mom growing up. She was one of my closest friends. I could confide in her. I could talk to her about any and I could talk about anything with her. And it's because of the time. We spent a lot of time together. Wow. So yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah. So you brought up college. What did you do after homeschool? Like the year you graduated, did you go right to college? I didn't. I actually took a little bit of time off. It was only two or three months, not even a full semester. Um, I took that time off because I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to just go straight into college without a plan and invest that time and money. So I took the time off. I honestly, my heart was to be a wife. And so I was like, at 17 or 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a specific career in mind. So I was like, well, I'll stay home and learn more from my mom, learn 
some cooking and food preservation skills. I ended up helping a neighbor, close friend, out. We, like, did peaches together and stuff. And when I was met up with this neighbor, she told me about this program her younger daughter was looking into. Her daughter is a couple years younger than me, but she was looking into college at that point. And it was this program called College Plus. And basically, you design your own bachelor's degree or you decide what bachelor's you want to do at a different college, and then you get a bunch of coursework out of the way before enrolling into that college. And so you do that by testing out of courses. It's called CLEP or Dante's. Mm-hmm. So usually, like most colleges will only accept up to like nine to 15 credits, but there's a few colleges that will accept, honestly, like two to three years of credits for you to transfer in. And then you're just finishing your last year at their college. So very untraditional, unconventional, um, but huge money saver. Yeah. So so that's what I ended up doing. I enrolled with the plan to go for teaching. I thought teaching was a super practical skill. I've always been interested in mission work overseas. Mm. And I thought, well, I could be a teacher anywhere. And so that was my plan. But then I, I'm kind of getting beyond the schooling question, but I decided I, I started to come to Bible studies here in Alfred and was really um, hoping to get more involved in the community and the church. And so at that point, I was like, I don't think that I want to pursue the teaching because it was going to take me away from Alfred. I was going to do the first few years online and then finish at a school in South Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was preparing to go to South Carolina to a school. I would transfer the credits in to there. So So did did you end up transferring to Alfred instead? Yes, but I didn't stick with teaching. Okay. Yep. At that point, I was like, you know what? I can – I can teach without a teaching degree in the sense of like homeschooling my kids mm-hmm. and really like training up the next generation, even in God's word, not necessarily in a classroom setting. And I was actually able to shadow a few people at that time. And I realized that I didn't want to be a teacher. Oh, long-term. wow. Yeah. So it was kind of a lot of dynamics going on, but I, I changed. So I didn't go into college right away because I didn't want to not have a plan, but I ended up just needing to start. And as I did that, my plan unfolded and I never lost any credits. So that's amazing. Yeah. So when I came to Alfred, I switched to like a communications major, which allowed me to have a ton of um, free electives. So yeah. I didn't lose any of the credits. I took agriculture. At Alfred State. How did I not know this? <laughs> you didn't know I took agriculture? No. Is that what your final degree is in? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's communications. Oh, okay. So you just my, took my bachelor's. Yep. So I took two semesters of agriculture, transferred that into my communications. I took leadership courses. Hilarious. Yeah. I took some like coaching classes, which have been super helpful in nutrition. Yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's in communications, and then 
went on to study nutrition. So how many years did it take you to complete your bachelor's with this program? It was four. Oh, it was yep, four. It was still. four. Some people I know did it in less. They would do like three years, but I did mine. Mine was super flexible. I did some different missions trips in between. Um, sometimes I like went really fast and was cranking out credits faster than you would in in a regular semester and other times I slowed down. So it allowed me to really live life at my own pace because of that. Yeah. It, it seemed like you were in school, but not for long Mm -hmm. when I knew you Mm -hmm. probably because it wasn't like a huge factor in your life because you could designate the pace. What a cool program. Yeah. And so cool that you could diversify it. And now all of those things are helping you, mm-hmm. the background. Absolutely. It's been super helpful. So in some ways I look back and was like, man, I should have just gone into nutrition to begin with. I chose that when I came to Alfred because I realized I had a love for health and I sure. wanted to develop that. And I was exposed to herbs and other natural remedies, so I didn't want to go into just nursing where you tend to work more with the pharmaceutical industry. So at that point, I I did pursue nutrition, but I was like, man, I should have just, you know, gotten my bachelor's in nutrition or something like that. But honestly, my bachelor's in communication with all that variety, it, it grew me a lot, and I needed that foundation, so... Wow. So then you went to NTP to get mm-hmm. your certification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the N- NTA. Yeah, NTA. Okay, to become an NTP. Exactly. Yep. So uh, that was a quick mm-hmm. thing. Nine right? months. Nine yep. months. Mm-hmm. I remember you going to Boston. Yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> was that not <laughs> no, relevant? It was. Yeah, oh, that's okay. really relevant. I went to Vermont for my course, and then I had the privilege of going back as a group leader. To Boston oh, for another another class of other other um, students going through the program. Fun, yeah. And like, they're such a huge resource for mm-hmm. you. They are. It's it's phenomenal. Whenever we've done with like dealt with my health struggles, mm-hmm. you've been able to access them, and I've been mm-hmm. so impressed that you get a quick response and yes. like it's a national database. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing support group of practitioners who are um, constantly checking in with each other. You know, have you worked with a client with this? This is, you know, the latest case that I'm um, working on. So, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's really cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a recent update, I'm actually no longer an NTP. <laughs> what? I'm now an FNTP. Oh. Yeah, I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Okay, so yeah. explain the difference. So <laughs> the NTA has recently updated this, and I haven't, like, done a big announcement about it. So I'll need to be Here's updating. your announcement. I know. I'm updating my credentials. So they've changed it to FNTP. Um, and previously, the NTA had a second – um, certification called an NTC, a nutritional right. therapy consultant. And that didn't involve as much clinical evaluation that I've been trained in. But now the NTC is called an NTP. Okay. Yes. It's and kind NT- of confusing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're welcome. So more, more info to come. Cool. We look forward to your actual official announcement. Yes. (laughs) So when I met your parents, they were running a bulk food store. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, Pine Grove Pantry was my parents' bulk food store. They started it 
I don't know, when I was like 12 or 13. And it was this darling little store set back in these pine groves on our own property. When we were first building it, our neighbors thought we were building a garage or something. We're like, no, we're we're having a store. Like, it's really exciting. You should come over and <laughs> check it out. So it was it was small and tucked away at first, but it was really fun. Met a ton of people through there. It wasn't a health food store. We would have lots of things in there um, that were unhealthy. But what it ended up being was a place where we grew with our community and learning about health. So clients would, not clients, customers, customers would come in and ask us questions about, you know, what's um, what's a healthier flour or why do you guys carry raw sugar? And so we knew some of the basics and we were making some small changes with our diet, but their questions really caused us to to dig deeper and do some research. And I grew a lot through that. I was really curious. And my family made a lot of dietary changes during that time too. So it was really easy and natural since we had the store there to incorporate different products. We're like, oh, we're sampling these products. And it was awesome. My favorite were the sprouted grain pretzels. Yeah. My sister still loves to get those for her family really fun super cool that it inspired you to go further exactly into nutrition yeah it was really when I started asking myself I don't want to be a teacher what do I want to pursue the store really cultivated that love for food and nutrition that's so cool Mm -hmm. so what is one interesting fact that people might not know about you well I'm just gonna say (laughs) I love to travel So some people know that I went to Bolivia because I've been sharing that with my business. If you didn't know, I've been to Bolivia three times in the last three years. Yeah. How's your Spanish? It's improved, but it's not great, sadly. (laughs) It did improve through that time, I have to say. But no, I didn't become fluent or anything. It was two week trips at a time. And the first two were very um, service-centered working with kids. And then the last one, it was working with kids as well, but mostly teaching nutrition. And then I was working with um, staff at a children's home teaching nutrition. So, But I've also been to Guatemala, Bolivia, and Bulgaria on missions Whoa. trips. So that's the cool, like, sneak in. Maybe you didn't know about me. Yes. That's fantastic. Any plans to learn Ukrainian since you're marrying a Ukrainian? Yeah. Talk. <laughs> that means yes. I am slowly learning. Talk Ukrainian. means talk. yes? Talk. Yes. <laughs> I want to say see. <laughs> Sometimes I do confuse my Spanish and Ukrainian. <laughs> but the fun thing is, and I'm going to tease Pavel and he won't mind, is that Pavel and his family... Where they lived in Ukraine, um, especially like before the Soviet Union ended, they they were controlled by Russia, and so they Russian was the first language it was oh. taught in the schools, um, and so his family they use Russian and Ukrainian interchangeably, and so Pavel will teach me a Ukrainian word. But then we find out later it's a Russian word. And so it's funny. I'm learning Russian and Ukrainian. And it bothers Pavel. Like, Pavel's trying to make sure he teaches me Ukrainian. But it works. Like, my main purpose to learn is to be able to know how to communicate better with his family, who they all speak English. But it would just be nice 
So, yes. That's so cool. It's like Spanglish. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Russian-Ukrainian. Oh, how and that's, fun. that's why we have Nochi. Nochi means night in Russian. Nochi is Maria's black cat that sometimes comes up on our lap when we're recording. That's right. <laughs> Well, it was so cool learning so many new things about you and getting time for you to share your story. If anyone has any questions for Maria, you can reach her at Thriving Health New York on Facebook and uh, on Instagram and also thrivinghealthnewyork.com. And I just launched the sunnycovefarm.com website. That's exciting. And our podcast is now embedded in the website. So we can, you can access all the episodes there. Awesome. You don't have to go to any external players if it's too complicated. Um, and you can reach us uh, on Facebook at Sunny Cove Farm and uh, our email, which I forgot, but I'll put in the show notes. <laughs> awesome email so thank you everyone for tuning in yes thank you for joining for my story the mini sode on friday i'm super excited for is an interview at the nofa conference with a friend of mine a new friend krista nunez who um is a social justice farmer so that's going to be really awesome And we've got a lot of cool things coming up this next month. Mm -hmm. Great things planned. Good content. Yeah. So thank you again for tuning in. And we hope you guys have a good week.